Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the People You Meet podcast. I'm Richard White, and thanks for tuning in. For episode 12, we meet my 105-year-old great-aunt, Gertha Murphy. She's my oldest living family member and couldn't be any more gracious for the life she's lived. We talk about her life and what's it like living through so much history and how she retained such a positive attitude and outlook on life through all the highs and lows. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. So my first question, in your own words, who is Gertha Murphy? First a human being, I'm a mom, I'm a grandmother, I'm a great-grandmother, I'm a great-great-grandmother, and I don't know yes whether I'm a great-great-great-grandmother yet or not, but uh, uh, I am a neighbor, I am a Christian woman, I am involved deeply in my church, and I am a sorority sister, and I am a friend. Gertha Lee Lockett was born in May of 1913, the fourth child to Benjamin Harrison Lockett and Mary Camilla Franklin Lockett. At the time, Woodrow Wilson was the nation's 28th president. With six siblings, they were a close-knit family. Until high school, she lived in Chapel Hill, Texas. At the time, seventh grade was the farthest she can go. She wanted to further her education, so she moved to Houston. I went to Jack Hayes High School in Houston. I was able to go there and live in with my mother's sister, uh, Aunt Laura, and Uncle J.P., her husband. And uh, I attended Jack Hayes High School until I graduated, the class of 1932. After high school, Aunt Gertha attended St. Philip's Junior College, and she got married at 21 years old. She went on to have seven children, and here's how it all started. I met at the theater. My sister and I, while I was going to junior college, we went to the the midnight show. That's what all the teenagers went on Saturday night. They'd go to the midnight show, and everybody went. So I was. I went to the midnight show with my sister. She had attended school here in San, high school in San Antonio, as I said, because where we lived, we could only go to the seventh grade. And so my aunt that lived here in San Antonio and Mabel had her come out here and go to high school. She went to, to Phyllis Wheatley High School here in San Antonio. So she knew everybody, had friends, and introduced me to friends uh, uh, after I came here to San Antonio. So we all went to the midnight show, and it was one of the guys that she knew saw me and said, Jewel. Who is that with you? <laughs> That's my sister. What's her name? I think it was Gertha. I want to meet her. <laughs> and that was Leroy Childress. <laughs> my man I ended up marrying. <laughs> and that's how I met him at the midnight show. <laughs> oh dear. And I. Uh, we, we, we dated about a, a couple of years, and then we got married. There's been several historic world events over Aunt Gertha's lifetime. One specifically coincided with her first professional job. World War II started. Uh, and when World War II started, I was able to work for the federal government. That was my first year. I'm trying to think what year that was that I started working. I don't remember. But I started work. That was my first job uh, 
professional job. I, I, I did typing for, I went to, I learned typing, and then after that I went to, uh, took a, the test and passed the test to go to work at Kelly Air Force Base. That was when World War II started. And I was just a young married lady. She spent 27 years as a clerk slash typist, but got a divorce from her husband after 20 years of marriage. Even through it all, she persisted. In her words, as a mother to seven kids and being in the workforce. It's, it's a, a, a lot of hard work. Because you not only have to work away from home, you better come back home, and the chores that you've got to do, in spite of the fact that ch you, you uh, children have chores, but you're the leader, and you've got to you, you you've got to come from work. You see that they have dinner, and and study lessons, and go to bed on time, wash their clothes, keep their clothes clean, iron, and all that sort of thing. Um, they're just chores that they must do and you've got to see that they do them, and you're just the overseer, and that keeps you very, very busy. But it's, a, it's something that you love and enjoy because you love your family, you love your children, and consequently, the overall objective is to try and raise as fine a family as you possibly can, with good common sense, with uh, uh, ambition, with kindness, uh, with all of the features that you feel will make them upstanding citizens of the world. And you work hard trying to do th those things, put the right things in your children. She's proud of her family and proud of their ambition. The same way she was raised, she made sure to pass it down. When I started out, I was groomed to be the best kind of person, the best person that I could be. We were brought up, church and parents obey, obedient to parents, number one. Church and son school, number two. School, number three. Uh, community, number four. Respect for yourself and definitely respect for older people. Um, carry yourself in a way that to make your parents proud of you. Behave yourself, don't disgrace, don't go out and disgrace me and act crazy and, and I don't want to hear anything about things that you do that you know good and well you have been trained not to do. I don't want to hear, ever hear, because if I hear about it, guess what? You're going to suffer the consequences. Family is paramount to Amaya and Gertha, and she loves them dearly. She's brought so much life into this world, and it does her heart well to see them growing and thriving. I am so, my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grand are so special to me. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud of them. Uh, they are so very special to me. I look at them and they are uh, 
trying to do things, not like my, uh, like Sydney. She just graduated from the University of Houston. Uh, I was so that, that that was so special to me. I was so proud of her. I didn't know what to do, and uh, I, I I'm I'm just proud of my children, and proud of my grandchildren. I'm proud of my great grandchildren because looks like they all their lives are being directed in the way that I am pleased that they should go. At 105 years old, the same history we read about in history books and on the internet, my Aunt Gertha witnessed it. It's amazing. Um, I've seen so many changes. I've seen, well, as far as um, things that I remember when, as a child, uh, I never, I used to, my jewel, my sister Jewel that I used to, when we lived in the country, you know, it's the big sky. You see everything. And we used to uh, enjoy seeing the planes fly over at that time. And we were, oh, we were 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, and they would fly over. And, and Richard, they looked like they were about that big. And, and it looked like, and that—that's the way they look like the wing and the tail and the and the and the plane and that wings across there. And we used to stand out, and when the plane would, oh, we would be so happy if we'd get out there and wave us to see us. But oh, we wave at the airplane. And when I stepped on one, it didn't look like that when I saw it in the sky. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a change! What a difference. Um, at that time, it just never occurred to me that I would ever fly in a plane. But heavenly days, I have flown and I have flown and I have flown a whole lot. But the change is just phenomenal. For some moments in history, she can recall her exact emotions and location. For example, the assassinations of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. They were devastating to us, to all black people, and it it was awful. When I was, you know, where I was, and when uh, uh, when when uh, MLK died, I was in Anchorage, Alaska. I'll never forget. I was in the in an office talking to a white guy. I never forget that. I was in an office. I was talking to this guy, and I'm trying to think how we got the news. But I, I almost had a fit. They said he had been assassinated. Somebody had killed him. I just couldn't believe it. It was awful. It was the worst feeling, one of the worst feelings I've ever had in my life. She also remembers Jackie Robinson breaking the Major League Baseball color barrier. Oh, do I ever remember? Yes, Jackie Robinson was the man. Uh, I enjoyed it tremendously. 
I remember it so very well. Yes, he did. He would, uh, you know, like listen to the games and all. And we were just thrilled to know him, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. That was when, uh, you know, and several other black guys were able to to uh, break through. And uh, I was just thrilled, just happy for them. Yeah. Right. She resides in San Antonio, so you can say she's been a Spurs fan her whole life. Oh, I I have enjoyed the Spurs. I really have. Uh, it's just like you know, hey, I like the Spurs. <laughs> they might, but I was heartbroken when they lost Kawhi. I sure hated that. Cause I liked him. I thought he was. Great player and a fine young man. When Angertha was growing up, there was no social media, smartphone, FaceTime, email, caller ID, or internet, just to name a few. The only text messages were letters and telegrams. She tells me what's been like living in such an ever-changing world with so many mediums of communication. It's been it's been interesting, and a lot of it's so interesting until a lot of the mediums I, I <laughs> I'm not aware of. They're just far superior to what I have, have uh, I guess, allowed myself to get involved in a little, well, I, 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 maybe I'm lazy, but now computers, I did really well with computers, but, but my computer died and I didn't buy another one, so, but, oh yeah, I, I, I was happy with my computer, but, I don't have it no more, so all the things I learned, I've forgotten. <laughs> and if you're trying to reach her? Telephone. <laughs> Call me up on the phone. <laughs> yes, sir. Angertha spent some years in Alaska, Missouri, and came back to San Antonio. She still drives, attends Bible study every Wednesday, church every Sunday, and couldn't be any happier. She's lived a fulfilling life and offers up some advice on what she's done to live so long. Don't be in a hurry for anything. Take life as it's coming. Sometimes you have to slow down. Pray a lot. Ask God to direct you. Direct your life. That's one of the things. And don't try and be kind to people. Don't be so judgmental because you know you're not perfect. But try to reach people, you know, reach out and touch people in a in a kind way. Meet them and try try to be with Don't try to jump and be friends so, so find out who they are, what they're about. Take take your time. And and uh, because sometimes if you jump in to May, being friends with somebody, they may end up by not being the kind of people that you know you need to be with. Take your time. Don't be in a hurry, but just just move along slowly, but watch out for things that you know you've been trained, don't do. Watch out for that. Don't don't follow people into uh, uh, friends into things that you know will not lead you into the right way. Take your time. Uh, 
especially in hooking up really being a spoon buddies and stuff like that. Just take your time, because time is going to tell you whether they're what you need to be with and whom you need to be with. Ladies and gentlemen, Kertha Murphy. Another fun fact, she's believed to be the oldest living member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Finally, if you're listening to this, I want to encourage you to reach out to your older family members. Get that history and knowledge, those recipes, but most importantly, soak up as much wisdom as you can. Whether it's five minutes or five hours, just reach out. I promise you it'll be worth it. Our music is by Mark Henry Beats, and our image is by Evan White. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TPYMPod, on Instagram at The People You Meet Pod, and The People You Meet Podcast on Facebook. If you like this episode or any others, be sure to leave a five-star review and tell a friend. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. I'm your host, Richard White, and thank you for listening. And until next time, be safe and be great.